you have to wait through all of the movies and god forbid somebody asked you a question when they got to your movie times you'd just be like no 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 i missed it i missed it i'll never know when id4 is going to play next no how am i gonna welcome all these aliens to earth now i'm gonna miss it you gotta call and go through a whole commercial again it's like hello and welcome to movie phone brought to you by 106 kml and fox 2 in a world where chris pratt has to fight a crazy dean for tuition comes future man Uh, By the way, for the record, the movie is called The Future War. Oh, jeez. So now I know know very... I know even less about it. No, sorry, sorry. The Tomorrow War. I'm looking right at it. I can't get it right. I I looked away (laughs) for a second, and like a goldfish, I just forgot the the actual name of it. That's uh, how absolutely remarkable this title is. Forrest, that's the story of my life. looking at something and just look away and be like what the fuck was i doing <laughs> just you just constantly have girl from ipanema on deck uh, in your mind when you look away from something <laughs> what were we talking about again <laughs> pop saga you know we keep it groovy we talking cartoons books tvs and movies a couple of nerds but got style we so cool pop culture talking new and old school yeah you should know we love hip-hop from the roots ty live shout out to feral munch we giving you what you want it don't get no live ain't no doubt we gotcha this is pop saga let's go oh yeah you heard right this is a lifestyle welcome to the nerd life pop saga Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Pop Saga. Its mission, to rank our top ten TV spaceships. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Wait. Being told countless podcasts have covered this. (laughs) So we're not being original. Hmm, but you're still interested in our take? Then why did you interrupt my intro? Oh, you felt like being a troll. Got it. Anyway, Pop Saga, Top 10 TV Spacecraft. I'm John, the Guild Navigator of the Spacing Guild. And as always, I'm joined by Ford Luke Picard, Captain of the USS Pop Saga. Ha ha ha! I hate children. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get us had to get us out of there quick <laughs> you had to get out of there that was it uh yeah of course when someone drops a bomb like that uh uh what else could you do besides uh get out of there <laughs> yeah it's you know it's like crop dusting the sizzler salad bar it's like you get <laughs> Like you gotta get out you gotta get back to the chicken wings before anyone realizes you were by like, you know, the the clam chowder or something. Like, well, I think this clam chowder turned, sir. You gotta be over in the hot bar. No. That's, that's why you gotta time it right when you get to the clam chowder area. And yeah. then uh yeah, then you beef it. And mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, uh I believe your clam chowder has gone south. 
And the guy's like, no, you just farted. What? What? <laughs> it happens all the time. This is Sizzler, and this is a salad bar. It's fine. Nobody eats this clam chowder. This no serious just it's, for farting. It's the same clam chowder since this establishment opened in 1978. Since oh. the Truman administration. <laughs> clam has a TM on the end of it, dude. Don't worry <laughs> Clom. Clom? Clom chowed air. Yeah. Ooh, it's a bit rubbery. Well, <laughs> you, you are what you eat. What? <laughs> we also used it as the mortar in this building. Yeah. Huh? Uh, mm, that, that's what gives it that special bouquet. Yeah, it's why we use brick. <laughs> what? This is made by 3M. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take my English shrimp to go. <laughs> Who will you be sending with me to feed me these endless shrimp that I am taking as curbside endless shrimp? I'm just going to lay on the curb on the side of it, and then you just feed me shrimp as if we were, you know, uh, being fed grapes or something. <laughs> and- oh my god. Those giant mutant sizzler shrimps. Um, yum, 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 yum. But they also come on like grape-like sprues. That's how they come out of the water. What do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. Engineered for your satisfaction. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> and with that tangent, today we will be talking about our favorite top our our top ten. TV, spacecraft, spaceships, star ships, whatever you want. Starcraft, whatever star you want. Craft. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about the our top ten. I mean, I think, and we've said this before, but everyone in the top ten is a is a winner. And mm-hmm. uh, I think you know this one was very difficult. I think there's a lot of ships that that deserve a spot but there's only uh 10 spots i guess the only thing that i am kind of hesitant about is that uh, i think as this podcast has (laughs) this podcast has has uh has evolved i think that you could see in in the uh limited fan interaction we've had um that uh my opinions i think are the ones that uh everyone kind of rushes to make fun of (laughs) And feels very yeah. secure in uh, in that, and uh, you know. So I, I I think I will be inviting some of that this time as I, well. But I guess we'll see. I don't know. I think so. A lot of mine are kind of out of left field up until like it 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 stops being out of left field. It's like okay, like I was playing baseball, but I was kicking the baseball, not hitting it with the bat. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And then I figured the game out. And, <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, whoa. Oh, this is so much cooler. My toes don't hurt. You know, like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I feel. Like, this is this, like you, it took me a while. And then I realized I have a very distinct taste for ships. And they all kind of have almost similar design language in a way. So mm-hmm. I'm like. Ooh, mm. that's exciting. Yeah, kind of, kind of. You know, it, you know, as we kind of dive into it, you'll get, uh, you, you, uh, hopefully you all pick up on that. Um, yeah, so for 
for the scores of you who I'm sure are joining us, uh, this might this is obviously going to be your second episode after you you came uh, out of the woodwork uh, to listen to our uh, monumental RoboCop the cartoon <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm sure so I know we've all in. Yep, we've added a lot of new uh, listeners to uh, the podcast. So if you're unfamiliar with our top ten uh, format. John and I are we generate our own top 10 lists. We do not show each other the list before the show. So it is a surprise to you. It will be a surprise to us as well which ones we choose. Uh and also for this one we did not have uh a set of unlike the lightsaber um episode where we sort of took a pool of lightsabers and then ranked them. This was wide open. The only rule was that we had to choose a ship that originated on TV. So there's a lot of stuff for in Star Trek, for instance, that uh, some of the iconic designs we love so much, they were on the, the movies first, and then made their way to TV, and in that case, that does not count. Yeah. Said it perfectly. Um, this does include uh, streaming services. Mm-hmm. So... If you're a streaming service and you featured um, spacecraft, you were eligible to make the list. Doesn't mean you would have been, but or you would have. But just wanted to make sure that was uh, clarified. Absolutely. And to enjoy this, uh, I hope at home. Oh boy, a lot of sound. But uh, you are uh, you got some you got something um, a, a frosty beverage, uh, uh, be it. Um, alcoholic or not that you're going to pop open and and have a good time listening to our lists i will be enjoying head in the clouds double ipa from the santa monica brew works and uh i tried to find something spaceship uh themed but was unable to this is the closest one i could find head in the clouds it's kind of it's almost in space yeah that sounds close to it Yep, and, so uh, let's activate, uh, spool up the jump drive. <laughs> and uh, John will be partaking in H2O. Ooh, H2O. yes. The beer of the gods. Water. Yeah. And John drank a little too much yesterday. So Ooh. H2O it is. Yeah, how did those, you were enjoying some uh, Guinness coffee beer things. How did that sit with you? It sat, which was a plus. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) After 40, that's all you can ask for, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we've said a few times, after you, like, after you turn, like, 35, you really start can't you, you really can't trust a fart in this instance i've been a-okay so hooray <laughs> um, what a hooray, win hooray for not ruining my underwear <laughs> um <laughs> if i wore them but i'm at home so i do what i want free balling <laughs> wow that's a little extra information for all you saga files out there yeah that's not true uh yeah, it, it was good. It was good. It didn't taste like coffee, and it didn't taste like beer. It tasted like cough beer or beer-offy 
Beer free. Beer free. Yeah. It, <laughs> I would drink. I would drink more of them. I'll put it like That's this. a rating versus, endorsement. I think versus their blonde like Guinness, which was one of the worst things I've ever had. I don't know why you go for a blonde Guinness. There's so many other blonde uh, ales and lagers out there that you could be enjoying. Don't go yeah. for it. I mean, don't Guinness do makes Guinness, and that's all you should be Guinnessing. Guinness. By the way, Guinness. Pop Saga, not brought to you by Guinness. But, but Guinness, we could be. Yeah, if you're listening, we'll take free Guinness. <laughs> we'll do it just for free beer, Guinness. Is this voice doing anything for you? <laughs> Okay, let me speed this up. Let me get us out of here. <laughs> uh, thank you. Good night, everyone. I have been Angar. Angar the Screamer. CDs and t-shirts on the merch table outside. I'm out of here. <laughs> anyway, you ready to kick this off? I can't wait. So... Uh, let's see. Would you like to go first, and then we'll uh, alternate on who goes, who uh, exposes their uh, picks first? All right, and I'm already. And look, where you were afraid of getting like you know blasted for terrible ideas, or, you know, <laughs> I'm not afraid ter- as much as I'm certain it's coming. Well, I'm here to help you out, Forrest, because I think this very first pick. Is going Ooh. to cause people, and we're going to go from ten down, just right. so people exactly. Yeah. Yes, starting at number ten, John. What is your number ten most favorite? A spacecraft. Blake Seven, Liberator. That's all I could do. The theme song <laughs> that I remember. I. So, you know, I'm a old school kind of sci-fi guy. And uh, Blake 7 was one of those shows that came on before Doctor Who came on. So, (laughs) for me, it was just like, you know, it was like Space 1999. And I'm going to tell you now, all you Space 1999 fans in the audience, not a single, that, that ship is not on this list. But what is on this list is the Liberator from Blake 7. It was the ship that they would fight the evil Federation in. Mm-hmm. It just, it looks silly. Okay, I'll be the first one in a minute. Like, the 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 front looks like the back. The back looks like the front. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, like... It looks like, like a dragonfly with four bodies. Yeah, it's got kind of a little, like, nacelle look to it, but it was super powerful. Yeah, it, it had, like, um, like the Zen was the computer that controlled it. It had teleportation systems. It had their main weapons were called neutron blasters, which just... But when they used it, they had to activate the shield to protect the people inside because it would, like, evaporate them, too. Like, it just seemed so dangerous and... <laughs> I I I I am so infatuated with this show. So that is why I picked the Liberator. Even though they're the the Liberator spoiler alert got destroyed. I think it was like corrupted or something if I'm remembering the episode. But and they had a cooler looking ship called like I think the Scorpio. 
But, eh, fuck that. The Liberator. John's number 10 TV wow. spacecraft of all time. <clears throat> That's incredible. I feel like I now my, my list is going to be, like, too mainstream. But... I mean, I, that's a great uh, that's a great first pick. It's a very unique looking ship. Uh, I'd say uh, very cool, very cool. Number ten. My number ten is the Galactica from yeah, two thousand four remake of, of the Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Oh god. Oh god. Stinking up this list already with the Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Galactica. It looks like uh it looks like a big weird catfish. Uh I love the idea that it was pulled out of mothballs. It definitely looks old. It definitely looks like it is missing panels. The the I love how they have like they have all the panels on the outside, then they have like the under uh like the structural ribbing that like shows through where where those panels are either Left off uh, purposely, or they, it was in the the middle of being decommissioned. I don't remember exactly, but but yeah, I really liked how they updated it for the 2004 remake. Mm-hmm. They kind of took the the sort of more chonky, uh, like rear end heavy, um, white greebling filled design of the original one. And they sleeked it up a little bit. They gave it a, a thinner, more sort of aerodynamic um profile uh but and they also added you know it's more of a gray color it looks more worn and looks older and then it has some really cool uh accent lighting on the interior hull that's like red uh i just love how old and junky it looks so number 10 is the galactica from the 2004 remake of battlestar galactica good yeah, i mean i i i kid good choice it it looks very military-esque you know like it it fits its purpose it it looks like something we would come up with so yeah and it doesn't it feel sort of like they they honor the original while updating it in a positive way i think uh they keep the sort of like chunky catfish look they keep the the two like viper bays that they have those awesome launch sequences in um but uh they definitely update it to for the modern day and hell it does the most ballerous move i've ever seen in uh tv history in the episode one of season three when it like warps into the planet does, oh like, the planet drop, drop. oh that, that was so was, cool that was baller so i'm i'm, I'm gonna give it I, okay a, a worthy a worthy 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 place in the annals of yeah you know, yeah, shipped them. So uh, I guess that I'm up for number nine. Um, yep. Number nine, my number nine most favorite ship uh, from the TV. Now I think this is where this will be a little controversial, not because that it, of it being on the list, but its place on the list. And so uh, my number nine is the Ghost, the Ghost from Star Wars Rebels. One of the most uh, iconic new Star Wars ship designs since the Naboo Starfighter, I'd say. Um, it's uh, definitely they succeeded in making it look more nimble, but uh, than the Falcon, but definitely looks like a kind of a rough and tumble ship that could take a fight, uh, or I should say, take a shot. Um, but 
the uh, the engine cluster on the back of the ship feels kind of tacked on. I don't know. I felt like it could be integrated better into the um, the body of the ship. So it gets a couple mm-hmm. points knocked off it for that. But overall, super iconic design. And, you know, it, it's so iconic that it had a brief cameo in the background of uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And you and, can immediately notice it. And Rogue One. And Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly yeah. correct. So I can't knock it. Everyone everyone should know that Rebels is one of my favorite cartoon shows. And uh, It's very um, good. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's a good choice. Good choice. Oddly enough, now that I was went through this list, I did not go that route. Interesting. I did not. Everything here is picked up like from a live action uh, TV show. That I realized. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, a little teaser for you for later in the list. This is not the only animated spaceship that I have on my list, but please continue. What is yeah, your well, number nine? Yeah, because if I would have, I might have swapped out fucking Blake 7 with something else. Sorry. Be like, sorry, Blake, you're number 11. Nowhere close to seven. Uh, <laughs> so my number nine. So I have, I love the big ships, you know, everything, but my, my true loves are more the smaller vehicles, like the niche things and, you know, um, so for number nine, I picked Babylon five, the star fury. Ooh, yeah. This thing, you know, like obviously for the times, it was pretty poor computer graphics, but it was <laughs> so badass because it was like real in a sense that, you know, someone designed a ship that kind of made a lot more sense to use in space with the multi-directional mm-hmm. thrusters. They use, you know, like the, was it like uh pulse cannons, right? So that way it wouldn't like it. They could fight ships, but it wasn't like you're trying to like blow giant holes out and damage other things. How they uh, launched, you know, and how they hooked in was very much like how TIE fighters originally were until they made them capable of landing. So F that. Um, <laughs> but I just loved how they sounded, how they moved. And, um, you know, kind of give me that X-Wing kind of ill with the, you know, the little four side pylon. So, yeah. Babylon Five Star Fury, Dang. very cool choice. I agree too. The the it kind of is like a if a, a Tie Fighter and an X Wing had a baby, it would look yep. like uh, the Star Fury. Yeah. Now they did have a variant. I didn't add it on here. I just chose original. It's the it was like the Thunderbolt, which was way more like uh, X Wing. Had actually like a front cockpit to it, which looks cool. But I love how squat and you know uh this ship feels and like when you would see it in space and just see it like fucking not turn on a dime but just like flip around and go the other direction so fucking dope yeah that's and, the that's the thing that the original Battlestar galactica didn't do and and star trek as well to a certain extent is showing uh like how ships could maneuver in 3d space in in space and i think Babylon 5 did that uh, in a way that other shows just weren't even approaching at the time. Exactly. Now, look, when you watch the show, it might look like the Star Furies are two, maybe three pixels max, (laughs) just given the (laughs) graphics, but damn it, it was cool to me. (laughs) uh, Look 
look up a model of it, like a toy model. You'll be much more pleased uh, yeah, I, with how I, it looks, I think. Yeah, just find someone who's like did a good drawing of it because uh, it, it's it's a little rough like i found one image so my list is all visual so i could really remember and i was like Ooh, oh yeah oh <laughs> man my imagination made this cooler in my head but uh you know before i was watching it, this is the pinnacle of cg you know like it's not getting better than this this is reboot on the, the, the top of computer graphics. Yeah, did you see that real, the Beast Wars? That's a dinosaur that talks. This is real. <laughs> this is real. Look, that's that Babylon 5, real. that's in space. That could be there right now, and no one would know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, mercy. Um... So I'm going to shoot to number eight, correct? Yep, yeah. John, what is your number eight most favorite TV-originated StarCraft? So, number eight is another show that is... you. Know, we say this a lot. You think we should make t-shirts that say near and dear to my heart. Because mm -hmm. um, we say it, but it's true. Because as you put it, the heady drug of nostalgia is super strong, and, mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm snorting it up with this one. <laughs> so I am a big fan of Red Dwarf. <laughs> so, but I did not choose Red Dwarf. Oh? I chose Starbug One, the little green uh, ship that they flew around. Yeah, the the little like the little uh, the mining craft or exactly. the, the craft of the mining cor corporation used. That's cool. That's yeah, a good I, one. I love the look. It looks like a little bug, right? It's all green. It's got like these orbish session uh, sections on it. It doesn't really, f you know, fight or anything. That was never the point. You know, Red Dwarf wasn't about like. It was a comedy, and it, it, just so many great adventures happen on this one. Um, but I love how it looks, because it just, you know, it was all practical models, for the most part, that they would use, in, you know, in a space. I just love how it looks. Like, one of my favorite jokes of there was when Rimmer is, like, he's the hologram that was, like, acting in charge. And he's mm -hmm. like, we have to, you know, like, uh, switch us to red alert. And then Cat was like, oh no, it was a Crichton was like, are you sure, sir? That would require me to change the bulb. Fucking. Shit. I just love it. Like, if I could get a little model kit of this, I would have one easily. Easily. So, number eight Red Dwarf, Starbug One. That's awesome. I'm sure you could find a model kit out there somewhere. I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's not like I've done like an extensive search. You know, I haven't gone to Amazon going Starbug one. Enter. <laughs> Snap together glueless model pre-painted. Yeah. No work That's what required. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, What's the least amount of work can I, I can do? <laughs> That's good. I should do that. <laughs> so um so my number eight uh is the swordfish two from cowboy bebop 
God damn Spike you. Spiegel's Modified Racer. Yeah, it's a cool ship. Yeah, right. it looks like a mosquito, kind of. Um, and I, what's what I like about it so much is it shouldn't work as well as it does. There's several angles that you look at this thing uh, and you're like, that's the worst looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, the minute you see it like skimming over some water or just like flying through space like a bat out of hell, it just looks incredible. It's like a it's such a unique, interesting design. There is uh, very few ships like it. And like I said, there's so many like hodgepodge sort of almost um collagey aspects to it right because it has like this these like straight across wings mm-hmm. that look like they're out of a biplane it has a dome cockpit on the top that's like a perfect uh like it looks like it's part of like a trackball or something these big old handles on the front you're like what are those for but uh everything comes together and it creates it's just a great looking little ship so the the swordfish 2 from Cowboy Bebop. All right, it's pretty awesome, pretty awesome, and one of the killer uh, theme songs you could ever get for an anime. Yeah, yeah. Super, I mean, super jazzy, super fun. What's interesting is that I was looking up because uh, I wanted this this ship uh, specifically because it's the one I remember from Cowboy Bebop. But then I saw like the picture of the actual Bebop, like the ship that everybody like lives on, mm-hmm. and like that's the least memorable design of the entire series. Like the red tail is pretty memorable, but yeah, the the swordfish too is the uh, is just the iconic craft from that uh, series, uh, in my opinion. All right, well, it's your opinion. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest's opinion doesn't reflect John's opinion. <laughs> Forrest's opinion does not uh, reflect the opinions of uh, those of people who product, uh, produce Pop Saga, including Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what's your number seven? So, my number seven, going back to Battlestar Galactica, but not 2004, all the way back to the original series... The Mark One Viper. The Mark One Viper is uh, just an incredible fighter. Uh, I call it the TV's X-Wing because it has that uh, combination of boxy, uh, fighter craft-inspired design um, and uh, that sort of 70s sci-fi aesthetic that I enjoy quite a bit. But those three... Honking engines on the back, tapering into that uh, thin scoop nose. Granted, in the original series, all it did were these wide sweeping turns, because that's, you know, all the, the they could afford or all they could uh, uh, imagine on the kind of TV budget they had to work with. But it looks like a, a ship that would be super maneuverable. And certainly in the remake, they showed it how maneuverable it could be. But... It's just a, such a cool-looking 80s-style fighter design. Love the Mark I Viper. So that's my number seven. You won't get an argument from me. I was thinking maybe they only had, like, right-hand sticks. 
so they could only do like one type of loop with it. Like, hold on. <laughs> it was like, do you remember? Like, I, when I was growing up, I never got like the the cool like uh, advanced uh, remote control cars. I always got the ones that could go straight, and then when you backed up, they would do like a J turn. <laughs> Yep. You know, yep. But oh, they, yeah. they couldn't they didn't have like you couldn't turn while you were going straight. So that's like exactly. So you're thinking the uh the Vipers had that sort of same <laughs> just really cheap. Yeah, just a little one little switch. You just turn flick it on the bottom and it just like it's just gonna do uh, a sweeping right and that's it. <laughs> yep. Like it'll eventually come back to where it was, but like <laughs> that's all it can do. <laughs> No wonder they were on the run from the Cylons for so long. <laughs> they just kept circling back. Like, oh, we got away, dude. Oh, no, they're, they're right in front of us. Oh, <laughs> How does oh, this keep back happening? Well, the Cylons are like, by your command, just keep <laughs> going straight. Their technology. This sucks. <laughs> they are the worst. This is but- so boring. The worst part is I'm actually doing the Cylon visor thing Wait, by the mic okay? for no what reason, you... for no okay, reason. Hold on, like that John, is you how... need to describe what that means. What does it mean? You're doing the Cylon. <laughs> well, okay. For those who don't remember uh, Battlestar Galactica, how dare you? They had a little like visor, right, with a little light that would go back and forth. Sure, yeah, they were the the like, proto kit. kit. Yeah, well, I mean, they were. They were before Kit, then they stole that shit because it was the same guy. Anyway, right. So so for me to do my Cylon impersonation, I had to do the bar going back and forth to do by all command and all that, you know, like, for some reason. Don't fucking ask me. I don't know. (laughs) It's okay. One last thing. How did you do the bar thing? Did you, like, put your finger in front of your eye and just pass it back and forth? Yes. (laughs) This is the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) I don't don't have a light to turn it, or I would have done the light. (laughs) Well, we can't get better than that. But in all seriousness, what, uh, John, what is your number six, uh, on your list of top 10 TV spacecraft? So number, uh, number seven, right? Do you say Sorry, six? yes. Number seven. <laughs> yes. Number six is next. Sorry. Number wanna, seven. I don't want to pull Mitchell this up. No worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Follow it. Right. Uh, so for number seven, I went bad guys. Ooh. I went Star Trek. Oh? The Next Generation and by proxy Deep Space Nine. The Romulan Warbird. Awesome. I I love it. I absolutely love this design. I've always been a, I, I I love the original series Romulan ship because that thing just looked like, you know, a, a decorative dinner platter with two na- nacelles on the side but someone and was like a bird and a bird yeah we're gonna emboss a bird on this thing and i was like that's fucking metal 
And then I was like, you can't get any better than this. The original series Warbird was so much better than anything else. And then Next Generation came and designed this killer ass ship. I mean, you know, it's green. The 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 glowing of the nacelles, the fact that it, it looked like a bird, it had like this very predatory look to it. Um, and it looked like it could take on, you know, the Enterprise, which was something that, you know, obviously more aggressive ships should be able to fight the Enterprise. But I mean, even in its size, it was so close to like the Enterprise D that it just, it, it felt oppressive. And, you know, I, I make no qualms, you know, the next generation is not like my favorite Star Trek, um, but I love all the characters in it, you know, just conflicted here but the warbird a-okay with me anything that can cloak and look this badass deserves to be on my top 10 list yeah can't argue with that that's an that's a great choice and uh it's the kind of thing that um i thought about including on my own list i'd spoiler alert it is not it did not make it into my top 10 but boo <laughs> but uh but it it uh it definitely gets an honorable mention because um it to your point it is so intimidating you know how mm-hmm. from watching the show you know how powerful the romulan warbird is and then uh when you see it actually appear when it decloaks it is so gigantic and imposing and you know just like is unless you're flying the flagship of the federation you are going to get your shit fucked up. Exactly. Like, it, I mean, look. Disruptor arrays, phasers, photon torpedoes, primary disruptor array. Like, this thing is just, like, bristling with death. And yes. looks so cool. So, yeah. Easy. Easy. Number seven. Great choice. Fantastic if- choice. If I would have included uh, cartoons, it would have been something different. So, <laughs> Let's keep that in mind through this whole list. <laughs> yeah, good. There's a asterisk now on this one. Where it's like I would have <laughs> for sure the SDF one would have appeared on my list. Where don't know, and you'll never know unless people <laughs> unless you email me. Email me at the popsaga gmail Ask me where it would fall on the list. Maybe I'll tell you. <laughs> I won't respond. I won't respond, but I look at it. <laughs> like, they keep, this, this this beauty company keeps sending me stuff saying that we should uh, promote through them, and I'm like, I don't think you understand what we do here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you know who listens to our show. show. Yeah. It's like, I don't need mascara, or are you trying to say I need mascara? I don't are you trying work. to say my eyes could pop? Because maybe they could. And yeah. maybe you should co- come do a demo on me. Yeah, I won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna hop to the other side of the pond. Yes, as much six. as uh, as much as uh, I, I went uh, to the Tomorrow War er- earlier when I traveled forward in time and mentioned number six. But yes, now is your is now is is finally what we've been the, waiting for the number six choice. The true number six. The true number six, yeah, not that false number seven six. Yes, yeah, that false six seven. 
We won't talk about that. Yes, never again until I have to edit this and I'll hear it and it'll make me angry. Anyway, number six, for me, across the board, Doctor Who, the TARDIS, times and relative dimensions in space, the police box. Yeah, great choice. Mic drop right there. Yeah, what else could be said except that that is also my number six choice! Whoa! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That's <laughs> well, shit, there you go. Uh, what can be said about the TARDIS that hasn't been said about it? It's a police box that flies through space and time. Yeah, I mean... It's just a blue police box, uh, which is not even something that we have much experience uh, with on this side of the pond. But uh, and I and, you know, it's one of those things that was it was the decision made less for creative reasons and more for budgetary reasons. But it doesn't matter because it's awesome. It's so dope. Yeah, I could see them like, "Mm, what should a spacecraft be? Well, if we don't want to bring this thing anywhere, uh, if we're out in, <laughs> in the streets, a police box. <laughs> no yeah. one will notice this. <laughs> it's like, how will they all fit in there? Uh, well, what, what we'll do is we'll just say it's bigger on the inside. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Yes. I'll Great be the fish tardis. and chips all around and warm beers for the rest of you. <laughs> God, we're, we're gonna get canceled by the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to have one UK listener, and yeah. uh, spoiler alert, not anymore. <laughs> it was nice knowing you, UK guy or <laughs> person. Top of the morning. T- <laughs> okay, please continue. Yeah, I love the TARDIS. You know, I mean, I talked about Blake 7. I watched Blake 7 waiting to watch Doctor Who on uh, KTHK out here in the Bay Area. And, you know, I've I've seen so many different iterations of the inside of the TARDIS. All of them I love, you know, the, the, the spherical nature of it, the absurdity of it, uh, how powerful this thing is, you know, all without shooting a laser out of it. It, it. It's so out of left field that, like, I, I you know, it, 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 it's just so cool. Yeah. And it makes it, a cool sound, too. Yeah, super iconic sound. And it has that, it's very, it feels very British. And I'm not saying that just because it comes from the UK, but um, it, it, it has that sort of almost Douglas Adams quality to it, it where it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's this super powerful giant spacecraft, but it looks like a little police box. Whoa, oh, I never expected that. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. And you would never expect it to come out of a thing that looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more, and that is why it is on both of our number six. How crazy is that? That's and, insane. And here's what's crazier: it was originally going to be my number five, and I changed it at the last minute. 
Well, they, he just changed it for the pod, ladies and gentlemen. That's he's doing right. it for That's he's doing right. it for the views, the likes, the uh, TikToks. No, no. Do not let this false <laughs> narrative drop the scales from your eyes. This was a magical coincidence. Um, magical indeed. But let us move on to to uh, my number five. Yes. Number five, getting to the halfway point. This is when things get really exciting. My number five is one of the newer entries on my list, oh. and that is the Discovery from Star Trek Discovery. Uh, what you may not know about the Discovery, if you've seen the show or if you've seen a picture of the disco, as it's uh, lovingly called by the fans, it is that it was based on a the uh, an unused design from the legendary Star Wars concept artist and uh, designer in general, Ralph McQuarrie, from the uh, abandoned Star Trek movie Planet of the Titans. Uh, he designed a uh, a new version of the Enter- Enterprise that had a smaller nacelle, it had a wide triangular um, secondary hull, or uh, drive section, as it's called, if your uh, if your ship separates. Um, and uh, the only thing it didn't ha- have was those long swept back nacelles. But what you get with a discovery is an incredible silhouette from almost every angle. From the side, it is thin and sleek and uh, long. It's a lot longer than you would expect with those nacelles going way back. And so it gives it a very like fast and uh, um, modern look. But from the top, it has that classic saucer drive section nacelle uh, silhouette that you expect from uh, Star Trek. So... That plus the spinning saucer section and just how awesome it looks when it goes into black alert and it engages the spore drive. The uh, the discovery uh, gets my number five. <laughs> no, 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 this. <laughs> no, gross. That last one, you got to check. The underpants, but yeah, I told you, being over thirty-five, can't trust them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible bit of uh, design. It is a ship, <laughs> but it doesn't beat my number five. Oh yeah, what's your number five? Yeah, and I think this is a fair comparison. Out of anything that this would be, this is a fair comparison. Number five, Star Trek, the original series, the NCC-1701, the original Enterprise. Get the fuck out of here, Discovery. Let me show you how it's done in classic, classic styling. Yeah, yeah. I love how it only has five windows and it doesn't uh, a pair need, of Christmas lights in the cells. It's in space. So good. It is so classic, and you don't get the Discovery without this one. You literally do not. It's got the I great mean, yes, nacelles with the the fucking whatever those uh, electrode things on the on the front of them. It's, <laughs> it's got, got the big dish it's got in the disco front. Disco lights in there. 
I was trying to remember, you know, like those crystal ball things that you would buy that would zap you. Mm. You know, it kind of like has a plasma. That, like, yeah, what are well, they called? Like plasma balls or something? Yeah, you know, like you'd be like, this seems like this would be fun for your house, and you're like getting low level shocked with it. Yeah, like it has those. I love the classic styling of it. Um, it's my, it's probably my favorite enterprise. You know, when I keep looking mm-hmm. at the other ones, I think they're all fine and dandy. And the movie ones are cool, but, you know, obviously they weren't. You know, like, I think the Enterprise E is pretty cool looking, though it feels like that is a product of its time. But for me, the original series, Enterprise just has everything. Also has one of my favorite crews. So, you know, it's easy on the list. And hey, look, both our number fives are both Star Trek ships. That is actually that is pretty crazy, and they're both th- from the same era. I mean, they were they were uh, you know uh, created in different eras, obviously, but they both take place in the same time stream. Um, spoiler alert for Discovery! Anyone out there who wants to watch Discovery, but uh, including this, is this going to be a spoiler alert for you, John? I mean, I I've I've watched. All of season one and two episodes of season two. I will eventually watch Discovery, but um, I can take my headphones off and no, no, just message this me in the thing when you go no, ahead. No, no, no. So I think if you've watched a couple episodes of season two, then you are already in on the secret. Um, but uh, yeah, the Enterprise does make an appearance on Discovery, and uh, it looks great there too. So good choice for number five. All right, so number four. Yep, let's let move on to your number four. Yep, we're now we're in the top five. Things are getting very exciting. What do you got for number four? Mark one, Viper from Battlestar Galactica. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I actually have that sound. What am I doing? <laughs> I do it anyway. All the time. I do that all That's the time. Awesome. I make like Yeah. Look, I mean Whatever. I have this sound I have this sound too. But you know, <laughs> I prefer go and use my mouth. Uh, anyway, uh, take that how you will. Alright. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. man game, game over. over. <laughs> now, from everything you said, I used to watch Battlestar the original Battlestar Galactica in syndication. And I love the Viper. It has always been one of my favorite ships. If I could have had an X-Wing on this list, X-Wing probably easily would have been number one. It is one of my favorite designs of all time. I can't have that. Give me the original Viper. It's just as good. I love, yeah, the big honking engines, as you pointed out. The... Just how it looks. It looks fast. It looks stupid fast. And, you know, I, I, I love it. I just love it. So. Yeah, it's an incredible design. And, you know, you know it's so good because the when they updated it for the 2004 version, they, they barely, barely updated it. Barely touched it. Yeah. I think they added some directional thrusters to it. Yeah. Like, they added like it has like a little bit more of a curved uh as like a curved uh silhouette to it 
sort of like the the Battlestar Galactica, the uh, Galactica itself, yeah, um, has more of a curved profile. But uh, by and large, it's largely recognizable. I think it's just called the the Viper Mark II. They're just like, yeah, it's just slightly updated. Control C, Control V. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. But yeah, that's my number four. All right, well, uh, on to my number four. We're on uh, choice number four and beer number two. Congrats. Thank you very much. It's a you know it's an IPA and it's one of those bigger cans, so the things are feeling pretty great right now. But uh, <laughs> my number four is the SDF One Super Dimension Fortress from Ra- Macross and Robotech. That's right. The SDF One was a giant battleship-looking carrier. Uh, that they just found on a planet and decided to make it their flagship. And guess what? If things get uh, bad in old Robotech country, that giant battleship can turn into a giant robot that looks like it's wearing overalls. SDF-1, it's got a cannon that can rival the Death Star. SDF-1, number four. <laughs> I'm gonna argue with you. I, I for the uh, folks at home, I have a display case that sits right next to my comp ooter where we, uh, you know, where I computer. And on the very top shelf is the SDF one in uh, in chip form, dead center in it that I stare at constantly because it is one of my favorite big ships. So, yeah, good good call. Good call. And I mean, yeah, wave motion cannon, thank you. You want to blow a bunch of Zentradi turds out of space? <laughs> Use that wave motion cannon. You will wreck shop. <laughs> It'll just keep going. Yeah, it, it, it's killing things galaxies away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like someone's like, hey, what's that? Oh, no. Then two years later, way down the road, hey, do you see that brain? Oh, no! <laughs> hey, thing. do you know when that laser's going to get here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we've, we've got the SDF-1 wave motion counter, and it's counting down, and it should be here in about 200 years, but it's going to get us. I mean, the <laughs> beam itself is like six miles wide. The thing is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, SDF-1 all day, every day. Yep, that is uh, that is my number four. Number, we're moving on to number three. Now we're getting in the top three. Things yep. are getting very exciting. So, very what could be my top three? What could be it but the Defiant from Star Trek Deep Space Nine before... Uh, the Defiant, uh, Star Trek had a, a little bit of a time making an interesting looking small craft. Everything that, uh, that they created that was smaller than a capital ship looked like, uh, a minivan. Uh, and that's putting yeah. it, uh, <laughs> nicely, I think. But the Defiant, I, I didn't think Star Trek could do cool. Like, I love Star Trek ships because they are so original. 
and interesting and iconic. I love Star Wars uh, or Star Trek ship design, but it's there are very few examples of Star Trek being cool, if you know what I mean. And oh, I think yeah, no, I get you hundred <laughs> percent. Yep, <laughs> and I think the Defiant was the first time a ship was cool. Because it's not only, like, uh, practically effective, it's like this little fighter, and seeing that thing just, like, swoop down and, uh, you know, engage much bigger capital ships uh, was incredible. Seeing it take out the uh, Jem'Hadar was awesome, and uh, bonus that it was uh, it was piloted by my favorite Star Trek captain, Captain Sisko. Jacob, let's go. <laughs> to the defiant yeah let's let's go to the defiant not the runabouts which were the cooler of the small ships for a long time <laughs> yep, that's, that's when you know you have a problem yeah. when the uh when the rio grande is the uh, the uh cool small star trek ship you're like yeah, well I, it does look like a uh something i would take to get from the tarmac back to the terminal <laughs> at an airport, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I did ride in one in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Excellent choice. Uh, you know me, I won't rag on the Defiant. It's incredible. <sighs> but what's your number three? So my number three is probably going to be hells out of left field. Ooh. I don't even know if you watched this show when it was on. Mm, uh, maybe not. you have. Maybe, well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I love... There, there was a show on the Fox mm. called Space Above and Beyond. <laughs> Ooh, I watched the shit out of that show. And, my, and I have a, a taste for the smaller ships. Mm-hmm. And I love the Hammerhead. They're fighters. That is awesome. I love the look of it. It looks like a real fucking fighter in space. Like, when they start using words like hard points and shit like that to talk about, like, the different types of armaments, I was like, oh my god, this show's so dope! <laughs> I played Mech Warriors, this is awesome! Oh my god! You know, it had the directional thrusters, it had everything. And it, you know, it looks serious. I love it. So, like, the Hammerhead is my number three. Like, it's again, it's another one of those. If I could find a kit that had it, I would own it. That's how but I'm not gonna look too hard for a second. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much. I don't want a kit, I'd want it built and painted and at a relatively affordable price, and then I would put it in my room. That's awesome, probably not in a display case, but on a shelf. It'd be in there. It, it'd be in the room somewhere. It counts. Yeah. It's just in the closet <laughs> on the very top shelf. It's just like, oh, you you said you'd do this. We're like, oh, well, you're in the room. But 
I, I forgot about you. Like everyone forgot about your show. Goodbye. I, I love I love that show so much. So I did too. I really watched the uh, I, I watched the wheels off that one. But uh, yeah, I you know the hammerhead did not make it onto my list. But I, I'll tell you that it was a I listed it in my honorable mentions yeah, and very, very good. Yeah, it was on there. I mean, I was definitely considering it. I love, I just love generally space above and beyond. I love that show. Um, and uh, yeah, like the Hammerhead, to your point, it looks practical. It looks yeah. like if they were going to make a space fighter, it would look like that. So like good, you, very good choice. Like I would hope that the stupid Space Force that we have <laughs> would have at least this cool looking ship. Like no. if you're going to do it, but no, it's going to be like, you know, like a 1950s looking rocket, you know, the yeah. giant dome. It's going to be made by Elon Musk. It's going to be, uh, it looks, it looks like it's going to be covered in tinfoil. It's, it's not going to be cool like this, but you know, yeah, uh, we can dream, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Number wow, two. Yeah. Top two. Let's hear your number two. Oof, this is uh, now we're getting into the the real serious business. So let's 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 hear what you got. So I'm gonna say this: my top one and two kept flipping back and forth uh, all the way up until probably about an hour before we recorded when I finally cemented it. That wow. that is how close and how much I love these designs. Um, this is a newer entry. To the world, Mandalorian, the Razor Crest. What? That's my number two as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. Well, this is fun. the most aligned we've ever been. Yeah, no shit. I mean, dude. This fuck, you know, we we normally talk about shit in the past. We don't talk about things in the future. But the Mandalorian has brought so much joy to my heart, and so much Star Wars to my heart that the Razor Crest feels like it fits in just naturally, um, with the world, with you know, with the galaxy itself. I love the engines. I love how rough and tough it is. It feels like like its own distinct. A bounty hunting ship um, from the first time you see it on that ice planet with the fucking big old fish coming out of it and shit like that. I knew I was like, that is that's is absolutely my favorite. Like Star Star Wars ship outside of the X-Wing. You know what I mean? I, I, I love yeah. this one. And the Millennium Falcon, of course. But like this one, I absolutely love it. I not going to spoil anything about it for those who, for some strange reason, haven't seen it, but listen to us, uh, watch it. But I love the Razor Crest. I mean, dude, I, I backed the Hasbro Lab Razor Crest so I could get one. And I have no idea where the fuck I'm going to put that thing in this office, but I backed it. <laughs> That's how much I love the design. Yeah. Could not agree with you more. That's the thing about Star Wars, right? Is that Star Wars has iconic ships, or at least it did in in the first three movies. Uh, you know, the the X Wing, as you mentioned, the Tie Fighter, the Millennium Falcon. These are iconic original ships that have lasted, that have stood the test of time, and mm-hmm. to this day are still fresh and amazing. 
And tons of artists and designers who are uber talented have tried to replicate that. Um, but if you look back on the trilogy, the, the reason I mentioned the Naboo Starfighter is it's not like that is a iconic ship that I want to have, that I love the look of, that I can't wait to see again. But it's really the only ship from that series that I can clearly remember, like on a dime. Like all these other ships, you mention their names, I can picture them exactly in my head, exactly what they look like down to the bolts. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you asked me, like, what is the ship that Padme and Anakin took to, uh, you know, to to secretly get away from uh, Coruscant when they had to hide out in Attack of the Clones? I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. The uh, the Jedi Starfighter just looks like a sort of not as good designed uh, a wing. Um, so I think that and like like think about like the the even the the sequels, which of course I love and and will talk uh, about endlessly if you ask me. Like think about what are the new ships from that that I remember. Not very many. I don't remember, like, there's the ship the DJ stole in The Last Jedi. can hardly remember what that looks looks like. Uh, there's the, you know, the, the troop transporter that Leia shows up in. It's big, it's like sort of more horizontal than, you know, or it's, it's fatter than it is long, whatever. I don't, I don't really remember what that looks like either. And then, you know, the most memorable ships like Poe's X-Wing. Looks sort of like an X-wing. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's got some differences, but it's using it's sharing the same design language. And then, like, what was the main ship from the sequels? It's the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) That's like that's great. That's the most iconic ship of all time, I think, arguably. But they've struggled to like make memorable designs. It feels like until the Razor Crest, which. You could, and I guess to my point earlier, I guess the ghost, at least to me as well, but the the Razor Crest is an incredible design. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, spoiler alert, you can cut this out, but something happens to the Razor Crest at some point, and I literally jumped up off of my couch when this happened and said, The Razor Crest! <laughs> Yeah, I was so yeah. emotionally invested in this ship. It's a character on, un- uh, you know, into itself, and it has just as much personality as anybody else on that show. So, yeah, could not agree more. Worthy no, of being number two for sure. Yeah, no, I was there with you. I know, I know what my wife was screaming about, and it was not that, but it was me going <laughs> just straight like, <laughs> "Come on, what the." <laughs> the Razor Crest! <laughs> exactly. I was Angar the Screamer for sure that day. For <laughs> real, yes. Uh, but I guess now it's time. We're on to number one. The Enterprise D! That's what I choose for my number one. Next Generation's Enterprise D. Why did I pick the Enterprise D? Hmm. Yeah, why well, did you? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> so, 
So the Enterprise has had many guises over the year, and while the original series, as you said, deserves praise uh, for its completely unique look for a spacecraft period, there had been nothing like it uh, prior to that. Aside, uh, you know, aside from like if you're if you're just counting flying saucers as as a, an inspiration, but um, when they took it into the next generation for the Enterprise. Uh, D and maybe it was just the transition, the the transition from like the boxy eighties to the more sort of like smooth and sculptural, uh, you know, late eighties, early nineties aesthetic. But it shouldn't work for, and I think maybe you know, maybe to some people it still does, doesn't. But the the way that each piece sort of flows into the other, and the way that it creates the look of something that is a a capital ship a or sorry the flagship of the federation b a uh diplomatic and science vessel and then c this is also a vessel that housed you know thousands of people and multiple families so it does kind of have to look like a cruise ship too and somehow it achieves all of those uh aims with this design it's huge the saucer section is wider than it is long like it is not it's sleek but it is not necessarily like aerodynamic looking but for some reason when i see those u-shaped nacelles and like all that rounded sculptural swooping curves uh i don't know it just it, it it works for me in a way that a lot of the other uh star trek designs don't always so for me my number one design when i came down to it i kept coming back to the enterprise d and uh so that gets my number one vote uh maybe controversial but uh not for me <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Whack pick. <laughs> I think well, you just it, like transforming ships. You like it because the saucer part can detach from the drive part. And I absolutely two love ships. that. Yeah, and I'm sure. I love every- the fact that there's a, there's a second bridge on that spaceship called the Battle Bridge, and it's smaller, and it takes place in the dumb neck of the ship. <laughs> I'm into it. Everyone just sitting f- f- forward, getting blasted <laughs> out of the battle bridge because it's like a big old window right there. <laughs> like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I'm at least happy to see an Enterprise made your list. I think you chose the wrong one. Uh, but, you know. You know, if I'm honest. I so I love the original Enterprise, obviously, like you said, and like I said, it by sort of summation of why I picked this, it is original and deserves to be on the list. That being said, I actually prefer the um, the movie Enterprise with the the nacelles that are more sort of like parallelograms and have that weird like black speaker material or whatever <laughs> running along yeah, them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I no, love I that you. design, uh, but we couldn't pick movie stuff, so it goes to the Enterprise D. Hey, you know what? It's not the Voyager, so I think I've won. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, 
you know, the Voyager from Star Trek, the Voyager. No, I I saw the Voyager land. I I was watching Voyager the other night. Funny that you should bring that up. And I saw it land with its dorky little landing gear. And I just it doesn't it gets it gets pushed off the top 10 because of its little landing gear. And it to me, it's not even an honorable mention. Yeah, that is. Yeah, just I because of yeah, I don't, really I, don't like I, I don't like it. I it's mean, chunky. It's weird. It's I don't know. You know, and the folding nacelles because someone was like, "This will be cool." It's like, why does that make it go faster? <laughs> why does it do that at all? Yeah, why don't you Explain just keep it? To me, the, why it does that? Just keep it in the thing that makes it the most optimal. Go. You know what I mean? Like, this is Star Trek. That's kind (laughs) of your thing. Well, all right. Enterprise D. Forest number one. That leaves my number one left. Yeah, let's see. What could be top of the pops? Based on your list so far, I have to admit, I'm expecting something avant-garde, but I I, I look forward to what it eventually is well Jekyll, let's go deep space nine the defiant hell yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> it's to your points that you made earlier star trek finally made something to me that looked cool and badass to me the defiant was star trek's millennium falcon like they finally gave it like a really cool sleek little ship i love the fact that it was just meant to beat ass you know what i mean like you know like cisco's like hey we're gonna the borgar thing he's like hey the borgar thing all right You know, like we're gonna we're gonna give it quantum torpedoes. We're gonna I put a Rymelin cloaking system in it. You know, like this thing is so badass. And you know, like if you kind of think about it, that show needed a ship. And mm-hmm. this is the perfect ship to fit that show. And you can also think of the Defiant almost as like, you know, the seven of nine for Voyager when like the ratings were kind of getting like, uh oh. <laughs> so, you know, Voyager was like, uh, let's just make a, a sexy Borg lady. Okay, that that seems good. Deep Space Nine was like, well, let's get them off, you know, like, Deep Space Nine. Well, okay, <laughs> if we're going to make a cool ship. Let's make a cool ship. I love the Defiant. I love how it looks. I already have a Defiant on my shelf. That's how much I love that design. The crew you know everything about it so great choice it's funny that we both have star trek as our uh as our number ones i i guess though when you have been doing ships as for as long as star trek has on tv yeah uh, it's quantity maybe (laughs) over no i mean look star trek made my list three times it's yeah. and and again, I'm not the f- biggest fan of the next generation, but you know that's where the Warbird. I saw it and I was like, "That's dope," you know. And then the original series Enterprise. Cause I, again, I watched it in syndication. And I just love how it. They do a lot of things 
well for their big ships. And, um, you know, like, obviously they deserve their places, like, in pop culture, like, hands down. So, yeah, it was easy. Like, I wouldn't, well, I wasn't going to pick, like, an Earth Force ship from Babylon 5 as my number one. That thing looked dumb as hell. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I love the show, but I was just like, ooh, that thing looks, you know, that looks like something you would plug into, like, a fuse box. It wasn't something cool there. And for me, it was, uh, you know, like, you went the smart route and also picked, like, cartoons. Because that would have changed this list dramatically. Like, I mean, like, the Yamato from Star Blazers would have been on this. Uh, Captain Harlock ship. The uh, uh, Alpha Fighter. (laughs) You know, like, it pretty much would have been nothing but anime stuff. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Because those are so baller-looking ships. Um, But, like, so, I, you know, my brain just locked onto TV and didn't include cartoons there. But The Defiant has always been at the top of my list. And that's why I kept going back and forth with the Razor Crest, just because of, like, I love the design so much, and they feel that, like, they both belong in that universe. And um, I just kept going back to it. Like, I mean, dude, I played Star Trek Online to get the Defiant, right? The Defiant class, or whatever they ended up calling it there. Mm-hmm. The minute I unlocked and I flew it around for a little bit, I said, okay, I'm done with the game. <laughs> I stopped playing. I canceled my subscription and uninstalled because that's all I wanted was to pilot this thing around for a little bit. Yeah. That was it. Like, I had the same sort of experience with uh, Star Trek Online, even though I played it a lot sort of as a chill game because the missions are very easy. Um, uh, yeah, like once I got a ship I liked, I'm like, well, I'm done. Like, what am I going to get? The the next le- tier of ships? It's not the Defiant, and it's not as well designed. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It is suddenly going back to not as well designed. Exactly. So, there you go, though. Yeah, great choice. And, you know, what's even cooler about that one is that, that Cisco actually left Deep Space Nine to go to the Utopia Planitia shipyards where that was created and he participated in the design process himself because he was at wolf 359 and he knew the the terror of the borg and subsequently the gem hadar so that makes it even cooler because it's not like picard was like yes put the console here on the enterprise d that's that'll be cool well <laughs> cisco was like yo you know it'd be good armor who likes the idea of putting armor on these things? I do. Yeah, or just you like, know? he's like, Hitch should shoot a ton of torpedoes. And they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Do you know what I mean? I mean a ton, like bullets. That's how many torpedoes we want this thing to shoot. But even in the series, like, it was so powerful that yeah. other people, like, when they made the sister ships to the defiant like they had problems with the power like how they routed power around the ship because cisco was just like he he jury rigged a special like uh you know like method for routing power around the defiant and it was just like it was so overpowered that if you made like a copy of it 
you couldn't get it to work right because it was it was just so particular to that that situation and i think that that yeah i mean it's a great choice for number one love it well shit we did it and we did it there you go so if you uh (laughs) that's right that's right cheer for us we finished a list that's right that's right let's be drinking your tears i mean cheers cheers i'm not evil (laughs) promise uh but uh yeah so i hope you enjoyed our top 10 tv spacecraft of all time you can take this both of those lists as definitive and uh if you want to steal these lists and say that you thought them up go ahead you have the pop saga permission to say that this is your original opinion just know that it's not um and uh i guess uh do you have any final words uh john any wrap-up thoughts you would like to leave the people with there is a veritable cornucopia of cool designs and stories using these designs with ships and all that out there. If you haven't explored some of these and you're interested, totally check them out. I think they're all worth it. Blake 7 notwithstanding. I loved it, but that might be kind of a hard watch nowadays, to be honest. We all have that, like, that show that we're like, well, I love it, but but I mean, it, if you don't want to check it out, it's fine. Yeah, it won't hurt my feelings. It's not like it's going to make you any better of a person for watching it. You'll just definitely be able to get like a weird ass out of left field Blake Seven. Be like, oh yeah, he's going to drop me like Avon uh, threatened to drop that computer, and no one will understand what that means. But to me, it's hilarious. Well, I mean, I hope that somebody out there, when they were listening to you say that exact thing, where they were like, yes, this what? is the thing I think of all the time. He gets me. He gets me. But, yeah, you know, it's fun to be able to kind of go back and take a look at these ships of, and just things that you really enjoy. And for the people out there, do the same. What's your top ten? Share us your top ten. Do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, write down your top 10 and then put it in a self-addressed envelope and then yeah. send it to yourself because we don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, no, you know, I was trying to engage, but sure, yeah, just... <laughs> We're not going to read it. Yeah. I mean, just kidding. But uh, so I'm not going to actually read any of your submissions. Just go ahead and keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> we think our opinions are the best opinions all in there. Pop Saga will never eat any of your opinions or listen to them at all. If you have any opinions at all about Pop Saga, you can go shove them up your ass. The only um, opinions we want are people who are giving us offer onlys for development deals. <laughs> the only Pop Saga opinions that uh, Pop Saga will uh, entertain are uh, life affirming and uh, validating opinions that make them feel better about themselves. TM. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Let's wrap. Okay, so well, I hope you enjoyed uh, another episode of uh, Pop Saga. If you would like to get in on this fun, do you want to be part of this fun? It sounds like fun. 
It's not, but it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like fun. And uh, if you want to be part of it, please join us on many of our uh, social media platforms. Uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, we are at the Pop Saga. If you want to get in touch with us via email, well, that link is in the show notes, so check that out. Also, if you want to support the ongoing production of this podcast, let's say that you listen to this podcast every Thursday it comes out, and you want to continue to listen to it every Thursday, well, guess what? This isn't free! We have to pay for it, and right now, we are not uh, breaking even, let's just say. So, uh, if you want to support the the production of this podcast, please go check out our merch link. That's also in our show notes. And as always, we want to say a huge thank you to Burton M6. His theme song makes our production seem like it was professional and planned, regardless of the reality of that situation. So, thank you so much to Burton M6 for the incredible theme song. And as always, as we like to say at the end of these shows... We, both me and John, hope that you are happy and healthy, and we'll see you next week. Fly that spaceship faster. That's all I got. I didn't have anything. Yeah, once you could, you gotta push the button. That one was that one was poor. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style We so cool, pop culture Talking new and old school, yeah You should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch, we giving you what you want It don't get no liver, ain't no doubt we gotcha This is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right This is a lifestyle, welcome to the nerd life Pop Saga